Hey, this is Juan, and you're listening to the Fuacata Podcast. Oh, man. What a week. I mean, I think I start every podcast with, oh, what a week. But, yeah, what a week. Just one thing or another, folks. Um, as always, I'm here at the Goblin's Heist, working my ass off. It's late one night. I'm going to pause for a moment and do the podcast, because I don't want it to be fucking later absent again. Because if I do that, I have to do a bonus episode Because that's what I decided to do To make it up for you guys Hopefully the last, uh, the Hurricane podcast My Hurricane Prep podcast made some kind of sense Because it comes from a bunch of different thoughts Plus a straight drawing thought thing And uh, the last one did something for you, you know uh, This podcast, I'm gonna try to I don't think I'm waxing poetic But I'm talking about the art of giving up there's an art to it. There's something to to do or to be in that idea of giving up. It's a weird conundrum. They say fuck it and walk away. So I'm going to get into that. I'm also going to review Werewolf by Night. Amazing, amazing fucking awesome time time thing with uh uh on um Disney Plus. Great shit. And also, if you ever get a chance, uh Tokyo Vice on HBO. I'm going to do a little review on that. Uh, only halfway through the, epi- the episodes, so it's not a full thing. So, But I will talk about that too today on this podcast. And uh, at the end, I'll tell you some stuff that's going on and everything else. You know, it'll be a nice little neat package. Ain't that nice? So let's do this. Let's get on with the show. So, just finished doing some stuff, and I wanted to get in on the podcast. One of the things I, wa- I just finished watching was Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Plus. Was that not awesome? I wanted to do a small review about this. That was a really awesome fucking show. That was really cool. I, I thought it was something that was... Uh, it was poignant. I mean, it was just, I mean, okay, it's not Shakespeare, but damn, man, it worked. It was really good. It was really cool. Um... Definitely got that, you know, MGM Universal Monsters feel. The titling, everything that was on in it, it was really cool too. I just dug the shit out of it. It was just one of those, I don't know, it was just like the flavor of it, how it started. Um, just the little bits here and there that came in that were um, added, like sprinkled throughout. I mean, first and foremost, you know, so you guys know, this is going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, and if you haven't, whatever, what am I going to do? It's a week later, bro. If you haven't seen it by now, you're not really, like, going to give a shit. Maybe this will make you watch it. But uh, first off and foremost, the man thing. The man thing was on there. How badass was that? That was so cool to see the man thing come out. I was so amazed and happy with that. I, you, you don't believe you, I, I was gleeful. I had a big smile on my face, kind of teary-eyed. Because I was such a fan of that character and it, it's and its origins and everything. I, I was first exposed to Man Thing. <laughs> that sounds horrible, right? <laughs> I was first exposed to the Man Thing when I was a child. <laughs> Jesus, the, the sentence keeps getting worse. Um, 
But the first time I read Man Thing was uh, in Marvel Comics Presents. And I remember just saying, man, this is such a weird fucking book. At first, I'll tell you the truth, I didn't like it. I thought, man, this is too weird. This is fucked up. Things that no fear burn at the hand of the Man Thing and all this other shit. Burn at the touch of the Man Thing. And I was like, oh, man. And then ever since then, it kind of haunted me. It was always there. So I was just like, oh, cool. Um, you know, and if you're, you know, seen the Swamp Thing movie and you ever seen like even Toxic, the Toxic Avenger, there seems to be parallels there. But the Man Thing st- stands out. One thing I found out, did not know this, but the Man Thing actually came before Swamp Thing. It was published two months beforehand. So it's a, a good possibility DC copied that there, which I mean, if you go into comic book history, all DC and Marvel ever did was copy each other. So don't worry about it. Um, look up Thanos and Darkseid, Doom Patrol and X-Men. The list goes on and on. So it's awesome to see it there. I like the handling of it. I like that it was also it seemed to be a practical effects monster. They probably animated it in some parts, but it was like seemed to be. So that was really cool, too. I was just super happy with it. Uh, it. It makes me want to actually go back and see, maybe if I ever get a chance, the Paramount version of Man Thing. They totally made a 2004 movie. Probably sucks ass, but still, I wanted this. It would be kind of cool to see it. Um, yeah, man. It was just a really excellent thing. Uh, this guy, Diego Luna, was awesome as Jack. They didn't call him Jack Russell, which I'm like glad because that's a stupid fucking name for a guy who turns into a werewolf. Um, but I'm glad they kind of got into that. And uh, and Elsa Bloodstone, man. Number one monster hunter, man. She was in there, too. I, I became a fan of hers after the Warren Ellis run where she was in a group. I remember there was a couple of different people in it. She was in it, and I really dug her in that. Damn, I'm trying to remember that the, it was a Warren Ellis. If you know it. Send an email to fuakata at gmail.com. If you're correct, I'll send you a free sketch. Um, but yeah, she was in there too. Overall, like, I don't want to talk about the story, but I liked how they set it up. There's a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of little things with the monsters and the book and the drawings and everything that was going on in there. There's been more Easter eggs since then, since I've watched a couple of Easter egg thing, movies. There was a part there where there were some stones from Indiana Jones. Uh, in the background from the last, I think it was the last crusade or one of that, that last crusade was the last crusade. Yeah. Uh, so there was a, a lot of little Im- impetus there, the little, little, um, fuck arounds and everything else. I wish they kind of did it more with the hunters or like the hunters were more fleshed out. It would have been kind of cool to, I don't know, f- find something about them, you know, like maybe one is more like a mythos hunter. Another guy's, you know, obviously a blade would have shown up or a mention of blade. That would have been cool too. But overall, everything about it was awesome. Um, it was cool to see the main evil lady. I don't know her name. She was BB on Frasier. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast or reading my blog, you know, I've gone down a Frasier uh, rabbit hole. Uh, and uh, it was funny to see her there and her really expertly. And I say this in a compliment overacting i don't know if it's overacting but just the way she like does that as a line like she does it's just really great she's awesome i love it like i really it's 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 a compliment i think it's not overacting it's just something dramatic just cool i really like it when she plays anything it's just i'm becoming a fan um yeah and and uh i'm horrible with names the lady that played elsa she was awesome she was i think she was in the nevers on hbo 
Great show. Unfortunately, canceled after one season. That was an excellent show. It's worth watching the first season. Watch the first season. It would be really cool. It's a, it's a really excellent show. She's awesome. I love her as also Bloodstone. Perfect, perfect casting. Again, Diego Luna, Man Thing, everybody that was involved. Excellent shit. I thought it was really good. It had its uh, crazy parts and everything else. But overall, I fucking love it more. I want more. Please give me more. More monster hunting, more monsters, more stuff like that. I, I, I love that kind of stuff. It even had, to a certain degree, like a Hellboy sort of um, Del Toro vibe to it, if that makes sense. That I really liked also. So I think that was really cool. I want to see shit like that more often. Yeah, so uh, it, excellent stuff. Triple A five stars more marvel it just when i was complaining a couple of weeks ago that marvel was put their foot down on the on the silliness factor a little bit too much this really brought it back and with new she-hulk and everything coming out that's going to be interesting too uh this is awesome yeah it was she-hulk also is like you know has been spot on so far batting a thousand way to go marvel do you hear that star wars batting a thousand you better start getting fucking good Andor is just starting to clean my mouth of the bad taste you left. All right? I need some man thing. <laughs> all right? I need man thing. I need man thing all the time. You know? Uh, so I'm going to go pick up my giant size man thing and take a flip, flip through it for a while. And just look at my giant size man thing. You guys should look at a giant size man thing. You want to see my giant size man thing? Go ahead. Crack. Okay, guys, one thing that I've been watching that I kind of did it on a whim. I'm now trying to remember who the hell told me to watch it. But one of the things I'm watching on HBO, HBO Max, to be correct, has been Tokyo Vice. Um, Tokyo Vice is an American crime drama television series created by J.T. Rogers and based on the 2009 book of the same title by Jake Adelstein. It premiered on April 7th, 2022. So it's relatively new on HBO Max. Uh, it stars Ansel Elgort and uh, Ken Watanabe in lead roles. Uh, in June 2022, the series was renewed for a second season. So I'm only halfway through the first season. Um, the whole premise of this uh, series. In 1999, American journalist Jake Adelstein has relocated to Tokyo and must pass a written exam in Japanese to have the chance to join the staff of a major Japanese newspaper. He succeeds in becoming the their first foreign-born journalist and starts at the very bottom. Taken under the wing of a veteran detective in the Vice Squad, he starts to explore the dark and dangerous world of the Japanese Yakuza. Now, um, that seems like a kind of straightforward and you kind of think you know where the series is going. But there's so many nice layers and ins and outs into it that I think it just makes the series work really well. The pacing's really good. The kind of micro introductions to the Japanese world and what we understand and know. 
because I think there's a very also clean, very progressive or, or, or I guess positive view of Japanese culture. And I think there still is after you finish watching this. I don't think there's any kind of、um, slur to it. But it shows the downside in some of the thought processes and approaches that people take in the series.、Um, and what they take in, into account in Japanese culture and dealing with how they deal with crime, how they approach certain things, and the ideas behind it. I,、um, It's very stalwart. It's very. You, you, how can I say this? Like, there's certain meters and measurements and, and approaches that, you know, your,、uh, our American brain says go this way. And in the series, it says no, go that way. And it's very interesting. I thought it was really cool.、Um, I think it just the, the, the whole idea behind it, the characters that are on it, Are very, very cool. I, I very much enjoy it. I very liked it. It's a series that's going on. I'm only on the fourth episode. It's slow going because you really have to watch it. You, you can't sit back and just say, meh, on it.、Um, you have to really, there's so many times that it's just the small grimaces or faces that people make that'll describe a whole scene to you. But、um, It is really interesting. It's a time capsule, too, because this is taking place in 1999.、Um, so it's a, a time capsule of 20 years ago and how people approach things and the fashion and the art and the thinking and approaches. It's very, very interesting.、Um, Ken Watanabe is awesome, as always. That guy's awesome in anything, right? I mean, he's just one of those guys, like, kind of like Samuel Jackson or fucking Matthew McConaughey or. Anything like that, that, just man, just put them to do anything. It's just cool to look at, <laughs> you know? Like, and by the same token,、uh, the other actor,、uh, Ansel Egort, he, he, it's funny because at first you kind of feel like he's this、uh, like emotionally autistic character. There's a sterility to him that's kind of eh. But as you see him going on, you see that he is trying to maneuver in a really Strange world where you know it, it's a kind of show that it, while you're watching it, you'd be like, you know, I'd tell that guy to fuck off, or I would have done this, you know, blah blah blah. But as you go on, you understand why and where he's coming from and all that. So, really, really good, really great series.、Uh, really, it, it's one of those like, again, this is like, man, this is the kind of shit you want from HBO, and then HBO does it, works so fucking well. Oh my god, can't w a i t That's the thing. So,、uh, I cannot express enough. Great series. Five out of five stars. And I'm only on the fourth episode. So, I may revisit this later on once I finish watching all the episodes. Really good shit. Watch it and go enjoy it. Hell yeah. What was the phrase that I learned the other day? That was a phrase I learned. Wait, I'll tell you right now if I can find my stupid thing. I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you the phrase that's really cool that somebody taught me the other day. Sorry, I'm looking for the exact text message or slash email. 
Ah, there it is. Kono kusatare. Which means, eat shit. See? You learned something on this podcast, too. All right. So I wanted to talk about giving up. Just fucking giving up. Just fuck it. Just being done with it. Just throwing your hands in the air. Just tipping that fucking table over. Knocking that computer to the fucking floor. Just throw everything to the side. Walk out the door and say fuck it. Sounds good, right? It sounds freeing. It sounds like something that can help you so fucking much. It sounds like such a great way out. And it is. It is a great way out. It's a fucking... Be it a business, be it a relationship, be it a friendship, be it anything. Be it life itself, unfortunately. Just saying fuck it is one of the most powerful things you have in your arsenal of as being a being, a person on this earth. But you gotta fucking really think about it. Because in that moment, when it's, and I'm talking when it's seething, when you have that anger and sadness Headiness. Sometimes you gotta understand what it is. You gotta look at it and really analyze it and say, is it coming from me and it's internal? Is it the outside things that affect me and fuck with me and take away from me? Or is it because the situation demands it? The situation just is what it is. Let me see. Let me let me let me let me clarify. Um, there's a lot of times that you know, like anything else, I I I, I try a lot. I will say that. If I guess if that was something, <laughs> I guess that could be another name for my biography or or, or my system. I tried. I tried a lot. I always throw myself into something. Hope for the best. Do as much as I can. Sink or swim. And then see what happens from there. And sometimes I've swam. Sometimes I've flown. Sometimes I've hit the bottom of the fucking pool. But I tried. And um, sometimes I've had people pull me out. And uh, sometimes people had to tell me to get to get out. Sometimes against what I should have done, I listened. And people pulled me out. Before I learned And it's an art The art of giving up Is Very selective And it's And it it all depends There's times that you should give up for an hour Sometimes you should give up for a day Sometimes you should give up for a month Or you could give up forever 
But give up means I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. I'm walking away. This get all burned down, and I don't give a fuck, and I'm going to walk away. And in my entrepreneurial experience, that happens a lot. Sometimes you try something, and it doesn't work. But if you sit back, sometimes you you got to analyze it and say, okay, what is this coming from? Is it coming because of burnout? Is it coming because I'm doing too much and I'm eating shit and, uh, or, or I'm doing this wrong and I don't know and I'm, that's why I'm hitting my fucking head so much? Am I around the wrong fucking people? Am I doing everything and then doing nothing? Or is it the opposite? Everybody's doing something and I'm here like a lump and looking like a fucking dickhead. Is it ego? Is it because I'm not getting what I want out of this at the moment that I want it and I'm being a petty bitch? Did you ever think about that? I think it's... There's something to be said. That life owes you nothing. You are not owed anything other than the breath breath that you are taking. Everything else is a fight. Is earned. And if you have anything given to you, it's maybe because luckily you had predecessors before you. People that laid the way. You know, be it in our rights, be it in our homes and our money and whatever. We had somebody lay it before us and we luckily get to live off of that and we are launch off of that and make our own path. And hopefully, done right, you will lay a path down for somebody else for them to get on. But really, life doesn't owe you shit. You got to be born. After that, you are on your own. I only say that not to be brutal or be fucking cool, but to have the mindset, the right mindset you need to have to approach these things. Because once you have that and you go through all this shit and you say, oh, my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. <sighs> yeah, but look at how you, what you get to have. You know, I run a comic book shop. I have a comic book shop. And how lucky is it that I can get to live off a comic book shop? For how long? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's, it's hard. Every fucking time. It's hard. There's always some crisis. There's always some snowball. There's always something that's chapping our asshole. But we always have something going on. And we try to push in. And it's not easy. There's a lot of times that I'm like, fuck, man. You know? I could have had things a little bit better for me. I could have had things a little bit... But I would be living a different life. And I wouldn't essentially not be as happy. And if the real reason is money. Then what the fuck? Really it's an adjustment on my part. I give a fuck about money. You know. Money buys some stuff. I, I'm not one of those people like money can't, money can't buy happiness. You obviously don't, don't know how to spend it. I've never seen anybody... What was it that Daniel Tosh says? Have you ever seen anybody unhappy on a jet ski? You know, like, then, then there's no one unhappy. So once you understand that and you get that in your head about money and everything else and understand it, then you get past those things and say, okay, what is bugging me? What is making me want to give up? Now, sometimes it can be people. Sometimes it's customers, it's uh, people I have to deal with, the attitudes that I get on a daily. That can make you want to fucking say, fuck this, because I don't want to deal with it. But if that's the situation, then adjust it. I've come to the conclusion the other day that the customer isn't always right. 
they're the customer and you treat them with respect and you treat them with more care than you would a regular person that you would fucking deal with. But they're not always right. They don't know what the fuck they're saying sometimes. And what you have to do is direct them. What you're doing is helping them. And in that sense, everybody becomes a customer and you help everyone because you want them to have a good time. You want them to have the ability to touch upon things, to have things for themselves. There is something if 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 I have ever heard of anything that everybody that then that's how you treat the customer. And that's something that you have to keep in mind too. So I adjusting those, adjusting everything. All right, Juan, when is it time to give up? And that's hard. That's hard to say. That's up to you. Cuz I like the idea that when I rest my widow widow head on a pillow at night and I finally shut my eyes that when I'm tired and I'm exhausted I'm tired and exhausted because I did what I loved to do that day and I busted my ass and if something were to fail if something was to go to shit if something was to go away that I can sit here proudly with my uh head held high and say hey I did my best I did awesome I put forward a great amount of things and put forward the best shit you've ever seen and I think that is something that you really want to do because even if you fuck up you say man I fucking rocked it bro I did my best bro And, and, and that's in everything not just a business, but in relationships, I had friends come and go, and sometimes it's it hurts when people leave your life. There are people that I used to talk to all the time every day, and they're not there anymore. Just because you grow apart, you or or you you have this one stupid argument, or Jesus Christ, something political, or or about COVID, or some bullshit like that, and they're not in your life anymore. And you have to sit there and say, well, do I give up on this relationship? Do I give up on this friendship? And you can only sit, and that's personal. That's up to you. What do they give you? What do you get back? What do you give them? Is it worth it for both of you? But at the very least, I want to say that in many of those things, I can say I gave my all as much as I could. And when I, I when, and look at the, when I take that stock and I sit there and I'm like, now I'm thinking about certain relationships and I say, well, I, I gave my all. I gave what I could. I did what I could. And I saw what I got back. Then the end isn't as tragic as I thought it was. The end was right where it should have been. Bad or good it is what it should have been. And, and, and. It's not easy. It's it, sometimes it's maddening. Sometimes when you do take stock, you say, "Wait a minute, they're a fucking asshole," and you're like, "Yeah, Juan, they were." And that's it, and you go on. And others, you have to just say, "That's the circle of life." Maybe I'll see them again. And you know, down the road, you send a text, or down the road, you have a phone call. You send them a message. You you know, you try to meet for something. And all you can do is try, but you know, you did what you could do. If they didn't meet you that, to that point, then that's where they're at. And that's it. No more, no less. 
So that's something to keep in mind, you know. And um, but in other things, when you have a project, there's times that like I the other day I had a drawing that I think I was just beating the living shit out of it. I think I was just sitting there and I'm making it work and I'm making it because I had this certain idea that I wanted to do. But I should have known from the beginning I did not have a clear idea. I just kind of was putting it together. And I go, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll do it like this. Or maybe I'll, yeah, yeah. And then I'll do it this way. And then, yeah, but that doesn't work. And I went back and forth, back and forth on it. And then I said, ah, fuck it. I'll put ink to it. And I'm like, why the fuck were you? But you were in the pencil stages and you didn't even have a clear. But I said, no, no, no. I'll put ink. It'll work out. It'll work out. And it came out like shit. And it was one of those things where I wasn't bad because I, I knew, okay, I gave it 30, 45 minutes on there trying to kind of make it work to figure it out and everything else. And in the end, it was a piece of shit. And I hadn't done a piece of shit page in a long time. It's a page that I, I keep going back to in my current sketchbook. I keep looking at it and I go, why the fuck does it? And I just, from the get-go, I should have turned the page and just started new or should have abandoned it. I should have at least given up the original sketch. There was too many things that weren't working at that moment. I needed to go back and thumbnail it and really get it clear. But I didn't. I didn't give up. And I saw how it hurt me in the long run. And I, But I learned from that lesson, so it's not essentially bad. But sometimes you got to learn when to bail. When to get the fuck out. I think in stoicism... It's one of those things where they try to teach you like how you can personally use your own effect and use your own that it's eternalized, that it's not the world that's really wrong when you feel that way about the world. It's you. You're the one who has that feeling. The other day we were talking about somebody that used to come to the shop and they had unfortunately passed away from COVID. But this person my personal opinion was a piece of shit <laughs> I, you know this is a person that you know I'm not gonna name names or anything but he was pretty much a fucking drug dealing piece of shit that neglected his own family and his own health was generally a fucking idiot and a loudmouth and he just everything I fucking hated like just just in a ball in a person but I always treated them okay because who am I to fucking lash out on anybody but I think a lot of people were kind of surprised like damn man I don't know you felt about this guy like this and I'm like yeah he's a piece of shit because he's there you know we had a couple of times where he was like crying about his wife leaving him and you know this and this and that and taking their kid and you know you're still a drug dealing piece of shit that can't get keep a fucking job that has to lie about a million fucking things that have anything and then when you do have two fucking pennies to rub together, you'll blow it on any bullshit. And so I just fucking hated on this guy so hard at the moment that I even raised my voice and everything, in which I apologized afterwards. I was like, I don't know why I had such a guttural reaction. And I sat there for a while thinking, why, why did I have such a reaction to this guy? Why was I being such a dick? And I realize, but like they say, sometimes when you hate somebody or something, it's because it's something, you see something of yourself in them. And I think in a lot of ways, I see a lot how he had a lot of things in his life that I could have 
easily given six or seven major mistakes in my life. Been at his point too. But I think my biggest thing is that his unwillingness to change and his really, really fucking weird sense of like he was owed something. That bugged the shit out of me. That got me on... And, and on top of that, he was a shitty drug dealer. Like, I, to me, I was like, dude, you fucking suck at dealing drugs. Um, I, I mean, not that I know anything that much about it, but after a while, I'd be like, dude, wouldn't it be the idea is you'd get the easy money out so you can get some legal easy money later? I, I don't know. That's my... I think... I don't know. I, I, I It goes to show in the drug trade that there's not that many fucking... Or maybe there is you know, real estate fucking moguls that come out of that because Jesus Christ, that's what I would do. And so just seeing him in the way he was and everything else, I was like, ah, fuck this guy, fuck this, I'm out, you know? And now when we're talking about him and they were like, oh, you know, I miss him, he was a good guy. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? The guy's a piece of shit. That was just my fucking, I don't know. I, I saw something in it. But I think the biggest thing is that coming back to the giving up fucking part of it that you go and say you know there's some people out there that you gotta kind of give up on and that's hard man that's a that's a horrible thing to say but it ain't nothing more than you can do you know like they tell you sometimes that you go to save a drowning person it's really dangerous because they can drown you in the process they'll pull you down with them it's a it's the same kind of thing and you got to recognize when that's happening doesn't mean that oh you got problems fuck you i'm out and you're not a friend then just say you're not a friend to that person but sometimes it's something you have to recognize and say okay this needs to be treated in some way um so in giving up you gotta know when like everything else in life it's all timing and know if it's biting you in the ass if it's something or somebody that's just not giving what you want what you should have or should really want because i think there's a lot of things where people want overnight success they have that any that won't stand to any ridicule i i i was watching this great documentary on love and rockets and one of the things that touched me was i i think it was gilbert hernandez who was saying it and he says, you know, we were making comics because, like, what the fuck else are we going to do? And I, I and he, his whole thing is like, we're not going to give up. It wasn't like any idea of like, oh, we're going to stop doing this. No, we're just going to keep drawing comics. It's because that's just the nature. That's part of your being. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's how I feel. Because there's never been a plan in my head where I say I'm going to stop making comics. There's been times that I stopped making comics because I'm working or doing something or I was focusing on something else. But I always came back to it. My mind was always there. I still have the sketches. I still have the drawings. I still have everything else. So there, I never thought of giving up. Things may mutate, may change, but it's not giving up. And this is why I guess I guess I was going into this whole fucking diatribe. Because essentially what I'm saying is there is no giving up. There's just a change. It's me going into the next thing. Maybe you're playing guitar and you're learning to play and you're horrible at it and you suck and it's another thing else. And so you just stop playing guitar. 
You don't give up. You just stop playing guitar at that time. Doesn't mean you're not making music in your head. Doesn't mean you're not going to go play piano. Or you start fucking with electronic music. Or you start doing something else. It's going to be there in some way. I think it just changes. And everything else. And that's where you have to go. When when you think about giving up. And you're thinking about life. You're not giving up a life. Life changes. That's the beauty of things. Nothing stays the same. Even death. You just change. And you go with the motions. And if this doesn't work right now, fuck it. Pack it up and move to the next thing. Find a whole new outlet. Find a whole new way. You can. You will. You, you, you're amazing that way. Why not? And I think there is something to be said about giving up that. So, in conclusion, give up on the bullshit, but always take on life. Does that make sense? No, 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 I give up. So that's the show, guys. Um, yeah, I think I, I touched a lot of uh, good bases there. I think uh, I made a nice man thing joke. I taught you some uh, shitty uh, Japanese and uh, uh, told you how to give up. Uh, I think I did pretty good. Mm, that's pretty all right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm glad that some people, some people reached out and said they love that I'm back. Um, also, you guys that come up to me and tell me that you listen to the show, that always weirds me out. <laughs> Sorry if I act weird. I, I, I do this and I'm like, I, I don't expect to meet the people that listen to it. <laughs> and so I always find that really cool and amazing. Every time I do find somebody that's like, hey, I like the podcast. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I can just look at him like, what? Why, why, why do you say that? What, 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 you know? I feel like somehow they like, you know, they watch me in the shower or something. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, we got uh, a lot of stuff going on, as always. Uh, got the Goblin Market going on uh, this Saturday at the Goblin Heist um, for October. October 15th and 21st, I think, 21st or 22nd. And uh, we also have, what else do we have going on right now? Oh, uh, so this week I'm not going to have a comic review. Well, I won't be on the comic review show. Hopefully these guys will be on the uh, uh, tomorrow night uh, with uh, Little John. We'll be trying to do the show and hopefully they'll do it. Because I will be at Black Adam. And um, I may do a bonus episode this week. Uh, when I do a review of Black Adam, just so you guys kind of hear what my thoughts on it. I got preview tickets, VIP preview tickets to Black Adam. So let me see, go see uh, if uh, DC Warner Brothers can do something that doesn't suck. I mean, it has The Rock. Come on, it has The Rock and James Bond in it. Come on, it can't, it can't blow Total Dog, can it? I don't know. Now that I'm saying that, it's almost like a dare at, at HBO, right? It's like you can't you can't suck totally bad. It's like, haha, you don't know. 
Uh, so I'll be doing that. And then, uh, yeah. And then Tuesdays, as always, I will be doing the new comic book claim sales for uh, Goblin's Heist. Uh, as always, you can go to goblinsheist.com and you'll know more. On the flock at the front, I am trying to put together an Indiegogo for the first issue so that it can go out and we can make a nice big fat print run. That would be super awesome if we can do that. I would be very much happy, happy, joy, joy if I can do that. And uh, probably put together the issue two also Indiegogo. So I hopefully will put that together to run in November. But that's fingers crossed. Um, and if you want, you can always go online. You can go out to Amazon uh, and look up Fakata. You can find the digital copy of it and or go to Drive Through Comics and download my comic through there. Uh, if you go to Fakata.com, you'll have links for all of that. Um, I will also ha- I also have the print copy still uh, for sale. Uh, $10 or $20 with a sketch. Uh, if you want to support the podcast that's the best way you can support is buy the comic book or go on t public buy one of my t-shirts or if you really want to support and you get some more bonus material and everything else go on patreon just for a buck a month uh you know if every one of you listeners did this i could be doing more podcasts it would be awesome for a buck a month you can support the podcast through patreon or for five dollars a month go to the Substack. you will support the comics i make and the patreon that i make and you will get you know even more stuff than usual uh because i put a lot of exclusive content on Substack. uh and other than that uh oh and if you join at the 75 dollar level uh you get a actual copy of uh I got that with the full on and you will get the manslaughter comic when it first comes out that's one of the things i'm producing right now and putting together and uh, other than that i got a lot of stuff going on i'm going to be putting that together uh if you're paying attention to my instagram i got inktober happening and kayfabe-tober which i'm doing at the same time so i put inktober on in the morning and then kayfabe-tober in the afternoon and uh so by the time you listen to this it'll probably be on the eighth or ninth day so that's going to be really interesting also no, like the 12th for the day or something like that. Something crazy. And, uh, yeah. So, lots of stuff going on, guys. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying everything. I will be back next week. Until then, be good. <laughs>